This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And a fond good morning to one and all, and might I say, friend. Charlie. Remember, we're all, we only have a friend out there. That's right. Good morning, friend. <laughs> friend? Yeah. Yes. No, um, happy anniversary. Oh, thank you very much. I received, as well, you received the uh, email from our good friend Gene Stevens. Yes. Uh, but I'm in brackets. <laughs> it's not my anniversary on the show today. <laughs> not quite. No, that comes up in another couple of weeks. That's right. But Ten years you've been behind the microphone doing the garden show, and Gene was absolutely right with all of the information there. Good for you, yes. Gene. He listens every morning, and I love this line. He says, uh, so proud of you both, sounding great every Saturday morning. I still don't care for gardening. Sorry, but I love listening. <laughs> well, when Gene hired me originally, and yeah. I mean, he was pretty upfront. You know, frankly, he says, I'm... Don't really have any interest in gardening whatsoever. <laughs> However, you know the station believes that there are gardeners who and would love to hear a gardening yeah. show. Yep. And uh, so I was very excited to be hired to do the show. Uh, and uh, absolutely, it all began ten years ago today. That's right. Well, so thanks, again, Gene. Thanks for remembering. Congratulations, Charlie. Well deserved. Uh, we have phone numbers to give out here. Better get Good point. Th- that yep. on the air. Uh, if otherwise. we want anybody yeah, to call, that's right. Yeah, we okay. could just talk. Here, here in Toronto, <laughs> 416-360-0740. Then anywhere in the province, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Uh, please remember our little mantra, if you would, uh, call early, call often. One question per call. And if you happen to be a first-time caller, let our uh, new operator, Faz, know, uh, and he will jot down a little note to me, and I'll... Give you a little garden ring there uh, with our... Which gives you your garden wings. Exactly. And we always welcome first-time callers to the show. You betcha. Now, usually, and I'm sure today is no exception, you have a whack of things to talk about. Correct. So, let's start at the top. The Scarborough Garden and Hort Society is hosting another garden tour. That's tomorrow from 12 noon to 4 p.m. Eight unique gardens, and it includes afternoon tea, all for only $10. Tickets are available in the parking lot of Scarborough Recreation Center tomorrow from 11 to 1 p.m., which is 3600 Kingston Road and Markham Road. Uh, The Thornhill Hort Society is also hosting a self-guided garden tour tomorrow from 11 to 3.30. There are 10 gardens in the Thornhill community. Tickets are $15 each, and they're available at Woodhill Garden Center on Steeles, or Wild Birds Unlimited at 7680 Young Street. The Scarborough Garden and Hort Society is also hosting a general meeting this coming Wednesday, July 11th. There will be a free presentation uh, called 
Gardening for Butterflies. This is by author, photographer, and gardener Thelma Beaubien. Refreshments are included. Guests are always welcome. Uh, 7 p.m. in the Scarborough Village Recreation Center, 3600 Kingston Road and Markham Road. Uh, the annual Bob Cajun Horticultural Society Garden Tour and Tea. I love that. Tours and Tea uh, is happening on July 14th. Have you ever watched cricket? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. My son was yeah. talking about it yesterday, and he said, if you, if you actually tracked the time when people are playing cricket <laughs> and drinking tea, he yeah. said he thinks they probably drink tea more than they more play than cricket. They actually play, yeah. I had no idea. Anyway, I just thought of that. The garden tours and tea makes sense to me. Um, so, And that's July 14th. The Bob Cajun Hort Society is small but very enthusiastic horticultural society that donates all of the funds raised by the tour to designated village beautification projects. So there's six unique gardens open from 10 to 4, only $15, and your ticket includes admission to the Boyd Museum and Kawartha Settlers Village. Pretty cool. Tickets are available from several retailers. For more information, www.bobcajunhorticulture.com. And I will pause and give you the rest as we go okay. through the show. One little thing we should do is just say hi to Joan, Joan Love. Yes. We love Joan Love. Yeah, hi, indeed. Joan. <laughs> well, we had a pool party uh, for a bunch of gals uh, last, oh, yeah. last weekend. Uh, and you and I, I, we were, I was a surprise guest, and yep. you came as a surprise guest. That's right, yeah. In your uh, alter ego. Well, uh, yeah, Maud uh, showed up and uh, had a great time. Yes. And, and we enjoyed that pool, too. I just found it so interesting. Like you said a pool party, so I went, yeah. oh, of course I'm bringing my bathing suit. Well, only you and I swam. <laughs> all those women were all sitting around but chit-chatting, isn't her, isn't and we were swimming. Something beautiful garden, beautiful pool, beautiful day. Yep. What a great place to be yeah. on that, such a hot day in the lovely, cool waters of her swimming pool. Thank so you again, thank Joan. You, Joan. Yeah. Uh, alrighty, uh, we better get moving here. Have a few words from our sponsors coming along, and of course, we'll return after that with more goodies as we welcome to the line. Ines, or Ines, she was, I think it's... Elsie. Uh, oh, is it Elsie? Oh, there you are. No, that's from... Oh, yeah, okay, Elsie. Oh, boy, it's going to be one of those days. The heat, the heat has baked my brain, I think. Okay. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, Charlie, let's check in and see what's happening with Elsie this morning. She's on the line. Good morning, Elsie. Hello. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Um, a question about irises. When can I dig them up and replant them again? You want to do some digging and dividing or sharing? Yeah. Yeah, I want to dig them up and and transplant them someplace else. All right, you know when's your best time? August, early August. Anytime the oh, okay. first first couple of weeks of August. Nice dry day. Get out there, dig, separate. If you have to use a knife, slice them. Don't break them apart. Uh, and then replant the healthy ones. You, if any are soft and mushy, into the garbage. Oh, okay. There is an insect, a borer, that bores into the irises, and you'll know because of, they'll be all they'll have holes in them, or they'll have really ugly insect inside them, and they'll be all mushy, and those do not replant. Oh, okay. And there's is there any place that just sells irises? Oh, yeah, there's quite a few. Um, 
Oh, you know what? I think I'm going to have to double check. There's, a, I think it's called, no, it's not called Lost Horizon. There's an excellent Irish place. Trails, I'll, I'll keep listening. I'll, I'll think of it. <laughs> we'll, we'll come up with some words. We will. Charlie yeah. will come up with some answers for Throughout you. Throughout the next half hour, I'll come up with a couple of names of specialty Irish growers in southern Ontario. Okay. Okay, where also, where exactly do you yeah. live? Tottenham. Tottenham. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Because I like to, I like to get. I've got quite a few irises that are unique, like different colors and stuff like yeah. that. And obviously, there has to be more out there. Yeah. Oh, there is for sure. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots out there, thousands. <laughs> you hang tight, Elsie. Uh, Charlie, if anybody can do it, she will do it for you. Okay. <laughs> so I can. Uh, I'll dig them up and replant them in August. Yep. Right? Okay. Very great. Good. All righty. Thank and you so I, much. I, I, I had to wait until I had a day off. To call you. <laughs> <laughs> well, glad you got through. Exactly. Good for you being yeah. first okay, in line. You You're welcome. Okay, thank you. Um, let's go to Audrey in sure. Port Hope calling in. Hi, Audrey. Good morning. Uh, hello. Good morning. Uh, I'm calling about flocks. Mm-hmm. Um, I've um, talked to my local gardener here, nursery owner, mm-hmm. and she says I have um, um I need to use fungicide on my flocks. They're all turning brown, and it's mold, uh, powdery mildew mold, yeah, yeah, etc. Mm-hmm. And and or water them with uh, borac, which is a copper fungicide. Is that the thing that you would recommend? Well, okay, so the there is a, a fungicide. It's actually the very first fungicide that was ever invented by mankind, and this was a couple hundred years ago, and it is copper sulfate, and it's called Bordeaux. So B-O-R-D as in Dobbin O, so Bordeaux, and it was invented to uh, control mildew on grapes in France. So, yes. Um, so yes, that will work. You have to follow the instructions <clears throat> very clearly. And you will be spraying this spray onto the flocks. It comes in a powder form. So you, like I said, follow the instructions. And when it's, you know, 150 degrees outside, don't spray anything on any plants because it's just too hot. So temperature matters as well. Um, And to make life easier for yourself so you don't have to worry because flocks is susceptible to powdery mildew and some of the colors and varieties are more susceptible than others. So, two things you could consider moving forward. One is replace your current flocks with a variety that is resistant to mildew, and you will never have to think about this ever again. You won't have to spray for mildew because the flocks won't get mildew. And or number two, if you love this particular flux you've got, look, make sure it's in lots and lots of sun, full day sun, uh, good air circulation, meaning that the wind can kind of blow through, uh, and do whatever you need to to ensure that you set up uh, sort of conditions to minimize the amount of mildew that will will actually grow on the flocks. Uh, I've cut down a lot of the flocks, and uh, I did spray them, but of course it didn't help much. And I do have Bordeaux. That's what I use. Yeah. Well, and she she suggested um, pouring some on the roots. Now, do I leave those in the ground and hopefully they be healthy next year, or have to dig them all out? 
No, no. If if the your local gardener suggested watering the soil with the Bordeaux mixture, then you could do that. But no, do not dig the plants up to do that. All all I think that the recommendation is trying to do is to minimize the survival of any of the powdery mildew spores, tiny, tiny yeah. microscopic spores that settle and and will settle on the surface of the soil. But okay. you know what? Always remember, you can't make a, fun, a fungus disappear. Once you've got the fungus growing on the plant, it's there. All oh. you can do is control it from spreading. So your I Bordeaux see. will control the spread, but it will not eradicate the fungus. So okay. that's the drag oh, of fungal diseases. In mind, yeah. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. okay? Okay. Thanks for Thank calling. You Thank You're you welcome. so much, Andre. What a gorgeous day it is, too, Charlie. Uh, it was, huh? And yesterday. Oh. oh. I got so much done in the garden yesterday. (laughs) I was just a happy camper. I was shearing my ewes and chopping all kinds of shrubs back. It was excellent. So, so productive. Yep. (laughs) All righty. Well, we'll keep busy uh, with the rest of the show coming in mind. We have uh, lots of callers lining up right now. And just in case there is the line open, let me quickly go over the phone numbers. 416-360-0740 in Toronto. Anywhere in the province, it is toll-free, 1-866. 6-740-4740. Back in a moment to have a word with Erica here on the Garden Show from Zuma Radio. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zuma Radio. Alrighty, my friends, let's uh, go along the line here to Erica and uh, welcome her to the show, yes. the Garden Show from Zuma Radio. Good morning, Erica. Uh, good morning, Frank. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning. Um, I'm calling about the um, Myclevia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's five years old, mm-hmm. and it was always a healthy, happy plant. Um, this year, it's blooming right now for the fourth time. Oh, nice. but the, the leaves are getting yellow. Uh, I have at least uh, seven or eight leaves that are turned uh, turned yellow, and uh, I'm afraid there's something wrong with my plant, and I really want to save my plant, so I, I do need your help. Okay, so if you look at the plant, you'll see the it's almost grows, well, bottom line is, are the yellow leaves the outer leaves of the plant? <sighs> Uh, no, not on. It, it starts on the bottom, but yes. uh, they're also in between. Okay. Uh, are, did, going up, I mean, in, in between. Yeah. And did you transplant this plant at all? No, I haven't touched that plant in all the time that Good. I had Good. in the five years. It doesn't want to be transplanted. They like to be pot-bound, so you want yeah, to... Yeah, so I was told, so yeah. therefore I didn't touch the, 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 the plant. I yeah. didn't transplant it. And for the very first time in the five years, this year, it's blo- uh, blooming for the fourth time. That's great. Wow. No, that's, so, okay, now have you fertilized at all? I did. Okay. I did a few, uh, oh, I think about two months ago, oh. and I was wondering, it, maybe it didn't like the fertilizer. Um, I, I don't know. I, I used very, very little. Um, was what? Do you remember what kind of fertilizer it was? Uh, um, God, it's, it's in the yellow box. I don't have it right here. Okay, I, no, I don't know. Don't um, all right. So, well, I wonder if it's really old that it's called RX-15. Anyway, um, that was in the yellow box, but they haven't made that in a lot of years. But it's a great fertilizer. Um, so, what I would do is 
the fact that you're getting that much flowering indicates to me that you are doing a very good job in terms of its location for light, but also watering. Um, well, right now, the pot is full, and, and the roots, uh, I guess, pushed up the, the soil, mm. so I cannot uh, water it from the top very well. I, I water it from the bottom. Okay. Uh, so what size pot is it in? Is it still like a little pot? Okay. Um, how, how big? Six, it's eight about inches. an eight, eight, eight probably eight Okay. Eight inch pot. Okay. Um, all right. So it, if it's that pot bound and it has been five years, yes. Maybe you should consider potting it up one size. So if it's in an eight inch pot, go to a ten inch pot, and now would be a good time to do it. Good. Now, even while it's blooming. Yeah. Well, it's, it sounds like it's blooming nonstop. So there's no easy time to to repot. But if you can even tilt it over and look at underneath in the drainage holes yes. and see if there's a lot of roots growing out the bottom of the pot. Okay. That I will do that. That would be an indication uh, right, to transplant. Right this minute, I can't do it. No, of course. It's very, very heavy. <laughs> yes, that's right. I imagine. So, so that, the two things I would suggest is one is pot it up one size now. The okay. other is just be very careful with the watering. So even if you need to use a moisture meter to double check what's going on in terms of the moisture down yeah. deep in the pot, it's easy to overwater uh, clivia, but it's, it, it's you're better to err on the side of underwatering rather than overwatering. And that's the other thing that could be causing oh, and, yellow and leaves. I, I was told some time ago uh, they need an awful lot of water. I don't think I would put it quite like that. I'd, I'd say they need a medium amount of water okay. and let it dry right out between waterings. Okay. So it might be every couple of weeks that you yeah. water. Okay. Now, this, this plant is in the ceramic. It's in a beautiful ceramic uh, pot. Um, is there a way that I can cut around and, and even damage some roots to, in, in order to save the pot, or do I uh, have to smash the pot? <laughs> Good question. That's hard to say from here. Um, yeah, if, very sharp knife, potentially, you know, butcher knife down into the, the whole uh, root ball, slicing it all in half. So you've got two sections, but that would be tough to do. So hard to say, but make, it, make sure whatever you go into has drainage holes. No no solid pot without without drainage. I see. Okay. Um, and when I have this, this plant out and I have all the roots, do I leave the roots or can I take some off or how, how do I do this? <laughs> okay, Erica, you have snuck in like 20 questions here. So listen, um, what you do is you can remove with sharp scissors any brown or black or shriveled up roots. Anything that's white or yellow or ivory color, hold on to if possible. Do not trim those off. Just the anything that smells bad or is is dead. Okay? Okay. we got to kind of move along here, Erica. <laughs> Bless your heart. Yes, as you say, snuck a whole bunch in there on us. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. From London, Ontario, let's welcome in Joe to the Garden Show here on Zuma Radio. Hey, Joe, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing very good. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, uh, um, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, I got a, I, we just bought some uh, Miss Manners Obedient Plant. I don't know whether you're familiar with it or not. Yeah. Okay. Now, it's got a whole slew of uh, the uh, growth on the top. Yes. What do I do with it? Can I cut that back, or do I let it grow, or let it die off, or what? Uh, okay, so this is a, a perennial, herbaceous perennial plant. A perennial, yeah. And uh, but why would you want to cut a whole? Slew? No, I'm just wondering. Leave it go and and see how it. You oh, know, or what uh, it, will it? 
Will it keep going as the, as it is now? Will it just keep growing? Uh, yes. Yeah. So what you want to do is, of course, get it into the ground. Yes, it's and, in there. Yeah, good. And, of course, maintain it, water as necessary. It's it, Next year is going to be a whole new experience for this plant because it's going to grow in your garden. Yes. So it's going to grow differently. It might not be as tall. It might not be as bushy. It should be as bushy. But the height is going to be very dependent on your soil, your moisture and sun yes. availability. Good. What yes. you're yes. looking at right now, it was grown in a pot under no, conditions it's, it's where... in it's, the garden. No, I understand. But the... Oh, so it came out of somebody else's garden? No, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, you bought it at a garden center and planted it, right? Exactly, yeah. So, But when you bought it, it was in a pot, and it yes. had been grown in a, at a farm, in a nursery. Okay. And they fertilized and they watered probably every single day there. So you're not going to do that at home? So no. I'm just saying, enjoy what you've got happening this year. Recognize next year is a whole different experience. It'll be a different height, I'm sure. But yeah, it's a great plant. It's very fun, the obedient plants, because you can sit there and you can play with the flowers. Eh? The okay, flowers okay. have a little little axles just, on them. Just leave it be as it is. Yeah, exactly. Cut it down in the fall, but not until then. Appreciate it. Thanks okay. for Thank calling. Bye now. <laughs> Thank bye. you. Have a, have a good time in that uh, former uh, home, yeah. hometown of mine in London, yeah, Ontario. Yes, that's indeed. Right. Um, oh, hey, Frankie reaches for the bell because we have a first-time caller on the line from Seagrave, Ontario. <laughs> hey, that's for you, Jane. Good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning. Um, I love your show, and uh, I'm. Uh, I, I think it's excellent. And thank you for taking my call. I started growing um, herbs recently, and I have a St. John's wort plant, and um, it has been second year in a row infested with the chrysalina beetle, which I believe was introduced in Ontario to keep these plants under control, but. I don't want mine. Yeah. I want it to grow. Yeah. <laughs> I want the opposite effect. Um, do you have any suggestions in what I can do to control this beetle in my plants? Huh. That's a good question. I, I don't off the top of my head. But I oh. can certainly look it up and see if I can come up with a suggestion. And I would likely have to report back on that next week. But uh, okay. when you say it's the chrysalina beetle, you've identified that that's the beetle that's... Yeah. I, I uh, looked it up online, and um, it certainly is. And I actually did call um, Agriculture Canada. Mm-hmm. And basically, um, you know, they really didn't have anything that I could do other than soap and water. But that's only if you're in your garden 24-7 yeah. monitoring it, yeah, you know. Yeah. So hmm. that really doesn't work for me. So I was wondering if there was anything else that you might be able to suggest because they're looking pretty like they, they'll absolutely kill the plant right well if, if that's what they were designed to do then i guess that's what they are doing well like i said leave that with me because i mean saint john's wort is grown and is sold uh mm-hmm. and yeah i you know what we might have to do just off the top of my head this comes to mind have you ever heard of floating row covers it's like um, cheesecloth, very fine, fine okay. netting. Yeah, yeah, and and that is one um, solution to protecting plants from insects that are going to fly in and start eating them. Okay, uh, did you say 
floating? Yeah, if they're called floating because you can make them float with make like a little mini greenhouse. Yeah, you can buy them as okay. um, with little, like little um, what's the supports. word? Supports. Yeah, supports little archways, like a little mini greenhouse, and mm-hmm. uh, any good garden center does carry you can also buy online of course you okay. want to set up the cover over the plant before the beetles arrive you won't oh. you don't want to trap them yeah. inside right yeah. Um, yeah. and and the other thing is of course proper the a proper floating cover like that allows sun through and rain through rain. and every, everything yeah. can still get to the plant uh, and it's not really garishly ugly it should be a very very fine mesh but it keeps all the insects out but I'll see if I can come up with anything else Okay, thank you. Appreciate it. You're All very right, welcome. Jane. Thank you for uh, being a first-time caller, and yeah. don't be a stranger. Coffee's always on. <laughs> All right, you got it. Uh, well, as we say goodbye to Jane, that leaves the line open at 416-360-0740. And, of course, our out-of-town call is toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And uh, from Richmond Hill, let's welcome Helena. Good morning, Helena. Good morning, Charlie. Oh, good morning. How are you? I've got a horrifying question for you. Uh, what is it's gonna it? going to horrify you. What? The question is, where do I get artificial grass and artificial flowers? Where do I buy them from? Who do I buy them from? And what nursery would carry it? <laughs> so you're asking me, the gardener, where to get artificial stuff? <laughs> you're right. You're horrifying. I knew it would horrify you. Oh, I, just I knew it would my, anger you in a way. fell off my chair there. <laughs> Well, you know what? Artif- uh, my garden, Charlie, has gone to rack and ruin. I'm unable to control the weeds. My whole garden is full of wildflowers and weeds and, yeah. and bugs and everything else. It's <laughs> bad for the garden. I'll tell but, you, um, though, the artifice... There was a newsletter sent around the neighborhood mm-hmm. about how the garden should be kept nice and neat and clean yeah. and beautiful. Well, and my garden is the worst one on the block now. Well, you're right. Because of my disability, my physical disability, my terrible arthritis that I suffer from. So I'm you're not able to do any gardening now. So okay, you're at, Helena. You're absolutely right that artificial is a super low maintenance kind of uh, product to put in, into our gardens, uh, particularly when we're having a tough time getting into the gardens ourselves, and you know maintains that beautiful color and healthy looking garden uh, for the public to see. Super expensive though, very expensive to get into the artificial products. Sheridan Nurseries sells yeah. quite a few artificial plants, like green plants, uh, but you know hundreds of dollars per plant. Lots and lots. Of faux flowers are out there, dollar store, etc. And artificial turf is available mostly online, but um, but you know it's just I'm one of those things. Uh, uh, remember, you had suggested a number of uh, mm. shows ago mm. about Rent a Son. They except Rent a Son doesn't exist anymore. Oh, no, is that right? But I think there's like Rent a Husband now. <laughs> okay, well <laughs> they've just upped the game. I That's see. right. So maybe Helena yeah. should check with them. But for a reasonable amount of money, you can maybe employ some people people to help you with that backyard because that can Front be a real yard, worry. Well, that's right. Yeah. And you, like Helena and said, she's feeling some pressure yeah. in the neighborhood that everybody's got but these... But with arthritis, t- bad arthritis, it's tough. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. tough. So, I mean, Joan Love, bless her. She, but she if anybody done. has any ideas, hey, give us a, yeah. uh, a help with a shout out there. But, okay? I, but I think, yeah, Helena, I'd be sticking with the real and just looking for some, some help with the maintenance. And, you know, you and Shirley have brought a maintenance company up that's right. to the cabin yeah. to help. Uh, garden. Kate's Garden. Yeah. From, and uh, they're Markham. Markham-based. So yep. consider that as well, Helena. Maybe a, a good maintenance company, I can think of a few of them, would be 
better just to, get to give you a hand to get on things site. under control. Yeah, yeah, and plant some stuff, get okay. some flowers, and yeah. get color. Thanks so much. That's one of the funniest calls I think we've ever had. <laughs> uh, where can I buy artificial flowers and plants? And she knew right off the bat she's going to lay us on the floor with that one. Excellent. You know, we have to take <laughs> have to take a little break here, but we'll return. <laughs> To the garden show with real flowers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. real bugs. Yeah, real, real, every, real everything. <laughs> Back in just a moment. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Gee, I wish I'd been thinking fast enough. We could have uh, suggested Simon and Garfunkel's Cecilia. They did a great uh, job of that that song, and that would welcome Cecilia to the program. Good morning, Cecilia. Welcome. Good morning, Charlie and uh, Frank. Good morning. I received a beautiful uh, hydrangea for my daughter at uh, Mother's Day, and I have cut it back down, mm-hmm. and I'm treating it just as a uh, house plant. Okay. I was wondering whether I, uh, I will ever get uh, flowers <laughs> on it again. So right now it's got green leaves? Whoops. Hello? Yes. Did you hear me? Does it have green leaves on the plant? It started to, uh, I cut it right back, and mm. it's starting to grow the leaves and that on it right now. Right. So that's fine. So keep it in a spot. In You, you, you prefer to keep it inside? You don't want to take it outside? No, I have it in, in a uh, sunroom growing right now. Okay. So I just... Check it every day, every second day for water. You don't want to have it soaking wet all the time, but you don't want it to dry out too much so that it goes all limp. So you right. will keep it you know, reasonably moist. When you do water, water thoroughly, and then let it dry down between waterings. And just let it do its thing. You could certainly fertilize it right now. That will encourage new growth in terms of when you'll see flowers again. You might see some flowers... Uh, you might see some flowers in the next six weeks, or you might see some flowers in the next six months. It's uh, There's no absolute guarantee on when it will flower again. Your biggest challenge right now is to keep it growing happy and healthy so that flowers will form. Okay? Flowers will form. Oh. Okay. We've, okay. Okay. Thanks for that. You got the radio on in the background. All right. Thanks, Cecilia. Good Alrighty. luck with that. Okay. Moving along uh, for uh, Georgetown caller here, Jean on the line. Good morning, Jean. Uh, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Excellent. I'm calling about a hydrangea. I had it new last summer, and it did really well. And I gradually put it outside. And it um, was fine, and I brought it in in the fall. I had sprayed it and so forth, and it did pretty well over the winter. But when I put it outside, it started losing a few leaves, yellowed, and um, I thought it was just getting used to being outside. And that was fine for a while, but then suddenly in that intense heat a week or so ago, Mm. it really lost most of its leaves. 
Okay. So, okay, um, just for, to go backwards a few seconds here. Yeah. You're actually calling about a hibiscus plant, right? Not a hydrangea. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's just for anybody who's listening who wants to be, want to be clear no, what we're talking hydrangea. about. Confusing. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a tropical plant, and you've done the right things, bringing it in for the winter, taking it out again in the spring. Mm-hmm. So the intense heat is obviously causing some problems, not only for your plant, but other plants. And I think right. probably what happened is it just dried out too much. And yes, went... although I did water it every day. Oh, okay. So that's, we try to, I mean, sometimes we have to water things every day. If, like, is the pot so small that it was really dry at the end of the day and you needed to water? Or, you know, is it time to repot that plant? No, it, it's rather a large, I did repot it oh, okay. before. And it's rather a large pot, but it was just completely dry. Yeah, really. Every day. Every day. So, mm-hmm. But I did bring it in last weekend, uh, and I thought maybe that intense heat and humidity was too much. Oh, no. You know what? Well, but ever... it's beautiful now. Oh, okay. So you cooled <laughs> and it off. Okay. buds yeah. and new shiny leaves. Oh, that's cool. So now I'm, I'm afraid to put it back, back out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, there, there's an argument for keeping it inside since it's clearly happy. Yeah, but, but I, I really would like it out on the deck. Sure. <laughs> and is it in a really sunny spot inside your house? Outside, this is all happening. Um, inside, it's sunny but filtered. Yeah. But on the deck, of course, yeah. it was in bright sun for I would take six it back eight outside. hours almost. Yeah, I'd take it back outside. I, I mean, you will want to bring it in in six weeks, but I would let it be out for the next six weeks. We are not anticipating that kind of temperature again. No. And and honestly, the fact that it's perked up so much inside sounds like it, it might have perked up outside as well. Like that, all those things just don't happen that quickly. Right. right. It was lose. maybe a coincidence. Yeah, no. just the timing and everything. So, yeah, I'd get it back outside because the plant is already acclimatized to the outside. Yeah. And they are tropical mm-hmm. plants. Mm-hmm. Like hibiscus are tough. There's hedges of hibiscus. You, you've been yeah. to the Dominican Republic, oh my Frank, gosh, and yes. Florida. Yeah, like that. I, what I assumed it's supposed like to be a tropical plant. <laughs> Absolutely. Loves the heat. No, no issues with hot sun. So, and you think watering every day when it's dry is okay? I would if just dry, make sure it's dry. I mean, yes. just because oh, it's yeah. dry on the surface doesn't mean it's dry way down deep in that pot. What I mean, about that? Right. Suggestion of a, a moisture meter. A moisture again, meter yeah. will tell you the probe That's that goes good idea, into the yeah. soil, and make sure you've got a saucer beneath the plant so that when you do water, yes, I have the water that. doesn't run right through. Right. Because yeah, I mean, if it's a if it's dry, it's amazing how much water those plants will. It does. It just seems to soak it up yeah, like keep, nothing. Keep, keep pouring it in until it's not running into. Sorry, until the saucer overflows, mm-hmm. uh, and then at that point, let it be until it's dry. And it shouldn't be every day, but then again, it was so hot. It could have been every day yeah. last week. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks so much. Thank okay, you. Team. Thank you. Take care of Georgetown for us. Uh, wow. Wow. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say one thing. Going back to our very first caller, mm-hmm. Elsie. Tottenham. She called and she was asking about irises and where could she get irises. And I, I said I'd have to get back to her on that. Well, here's where I hope you're still listening, Elsie. And anybody else who's an iris lover, there is a lovely website and lovely gardens called Trails End. Trails End Iris Gardens. Just outside Hamilton, between mm-hmm. Hamilton and Brantford. So, but it's beautiful. I've been to their, their gardens. Now, it, they, are, they do open houses. So, you know, come on down and see 
the gardens. But now we're at the end of the iris season, so you you would only be able to go in there by appointment. There's not even a lot of irises blooming at this point, but they have a really excellent um, selection of good sourced irises. Yeah, and they do mail order. So very educational, well laid out website. So trails and iris gardens. Trailsandiris.com. Okay, okay, excellent. Thank you so much, You're uh, Charlie. And we have to take a little bit of a break here as we approach the latter part of our show. Uh, and we'll be uh, on the air with John from Mississauga. Old friend John, I'm sure. I bet. Uh, yep. <laughs> He'll be along momentarily. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, Charlie, let's uh, go back to the lines here and say hi to uh, John in Mississauga. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, uh, Charlie. And uh, uh, congratulations on 10 years of great advice to all our uh, listeners and to myself. I learned a lot from you. Oh, good. Thanks, John. And uh, really appreciate it. Uh, My pleasure. Um, Our pleasure. uh, So my question now this year, Charlie, I've I've had maybe about 100 uh, plants of garlic. Uh Uh-huh. Or thereabout, um, hardly any of them had this escapes. Wow. Yeah, um, and and you know, with the wind, I even tightened them. Some of them I put sticks. Um, do you think it's time to uh, how to call it? Uh, take them out. Okay. Uh, wait, actually, I think it was last week or the week before somebody called on just this subject about when oh. to, to harvest the garlic. What I would do, so what I've learned is you want about two-thirds of the green leaves to be yellow. To dry, yeah. Yeah, so mine are just starting to yellow now. Okay. If you're at that point even of halfway yellow leaves, Uh I would definitely dig up one to see Uh the status of the bulb. Uh I find it very odd that you haven't had any scapes, though. Hardly. Um, I mean, as you know, we had some wind, and that day, Charlie, I went and I put sticks and I put, you know, mm. um, it took me a while, but but like I said, you know, I'm broken, you know what I mean? Like, mm. they're not sort of straight. Right. So I don't know. I mean, and I had success before. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's. I don't think it's the end of the world. The, the scapes no, no, are just not. flowers, <laughs> and we don't even want them. So, if no. anything, it's a good thing. Maybe you've you've come up with a new breed that doesn't flower, and you can make a million bucks with this one. So, oh, whatever yeah, you sure. do, don't eat them all, because you never know. This might be something like some mutant garlic that doesn't flower, and we could save all kinds of time removing the scapes if it doesn't. Oh, but, but I'll tell you, my them. wife liked the scapes because... Um, <laughs> You know, she pickles them, right? Oh. So, so yeah, yeah. I, I well, tell you, Frank, you love them. Uh, he would. He you would, know, yeah. when you're near the pool, like where you were last week, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, some <laughs> with, with some, garlic with some, um, some uh, bread and, uh, and garlic. It's, uh, anyway. Oh. Yeah, um, so do you think I leave them maybe another couple of weeks, Charlie? Well, you know? Yeah, but, but as soon as we get to about halfway yellow, get out your digging fork and dig up one to test. Uh-huh. Okay, because you don't want to leave them too long. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Have a great day. (laughs) Always always great to talk to you, John. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) Always new information from him, eh? (laughs) The Garden Show on Zoomer Radio saying hi to Dave in Glen Arm. Hey, Dave, how are are you doing out there? I'm doing good. Good morning to uh, Charlie and and to you, Frank, and happy uh, 10th anniversary, Charlie. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, it was funny, the, the last time I called in at the end of the show and I was listening to the callers, 
And there was a caller from Cannington and Cobacock, and yeah. he had asked where we are located. Mm-hmm. And uh, Glenarm is equidistant between <laughs> Cannington <laughs> and Cobacock. Well, there you go. So <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, uh, last time I called, mm-hmm. it was about um, those bladder gall mites on the oh, uh, yeah. Asser Freemani uh, Jeffers Red. Yep. And this time I'm calling about, um, it's a spider mite, spruce spider mite, mm. on the um, Piscia pungens glauca. Yep. And I'm just just on the blue spruce. Yes. Now, it usually hits about the middle of August, uh, and the needles will start turning, turning yellow. Rusty. Yeah. And I don't like spraying them with chemical, and I'm just wondering if, if it's something, I know you had suggested a dormant spray with the uh, except not on gall mites, but not on blue spruce though. If you no. if you look, yeah, dormant spray will affect the color of your spruce. Yeah, that's what you I know thought. what I what I would do if you suspect that these spider mites are coming, or you've had them in the past, or or you know conditions when we have a hot, dry summer, we see lots of spider mites. They, that's the conditions they love. So you could be preemptive and and be ahead of the game and have some soap. And and water solution all ready to go because you can theoretically annihilate those spider mites if you can spray thoroughly with a soap solution 40 water 40 parts water one part soap not detergent uh, and that will not hurt the spruce at all but it will either kill or mostly kill any spider mites that are going to do per, you know permanent damage to the plant that would okay. be my suggestion. Otherwise, there's real no miticides for homeowners to use. Actually, spider mites are so resistant to all the chemicals anyway, your best bet is going to be a soap solution to, uh, to slow them down and hopefully kill them. Something like a, an ivory soap? Or? Yes, yeah, an ivory or a safer soap. Well, you can get a true safer? horticultural soap made by Safers. So S A F E R S, Safer soap. You probably get it online in a concentrated form and then you just mix it up yourself. All right. Okay. Okay. Super. Thanks very much, well, Dave. Well, that's great. Thanks, Dave. Well, take care. Thanks and you for the you great too. advice. And uh, happy 10th uh, again, and hope you have another 10 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> I don't know if Frank and I could put up with each other quite that long. We'll yeah, see. <laughs> without scrapping and fighting a little uh, bit. No. Uh, gee, I don't know whether we have time. Uh, no. We don't have time to go to our uh, final caller online there, but... but uh, I uh, do Doug, have next time. Call in earlier, okay? Yeah, Thank and we're job. back next Saturday. I just a couple of quick things that I didn't mention at the beginning. Uh, starting this past Thursday, mm-hmm. the Toronto Botanical Gardens is presenting the annual Free Edwards Summer Music Series Thursday evenings, starting last Thursday, but going on every Thursday right up to the end of August. So very fun place to be. You're outside. Mm-hmm music out in the gardens there is a licensed patio there's a lovely bistro there's a garden shop there's the gardens to tour and there is a local uh, farmer's market on Thursdays as well so everything kicks off starting about 10am in the morning goes right through till 9 o'clock every Thursday night highly recommend and just in general highly recommend the farmer's markets the local farmer's markets if you've got one visit it 
it, support your local farmer, enjoy your local produce. Buy Canadian. Not to mm-hmm. mention buy Canadian. You betcha. Um, so, yes, that's my words of advice for today. All right. I can almost hear the engines in the next room starting up. Dave's Corner Garage <laughs> with Dave Redeker and the corner. Alan Gelman zooming in in just a couple of moments. Yeah. Thank you so much, Charlie. Thank you. You're back again this afternoon for yeah, a little bit? Yeah, one o'clock. All right. Well, good luck with that. Thank you so much, Frank, for all your help and support for the last 10 years. And, of course, thanks to Faz. Couldn't do without him and the great callers. See you again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.